It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah, this is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast Yes, yes, we back You know what I mean? In your ear canal You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and your and your conscious, your subconscious, all of the consciousnesses, you know what I mean? <laughs> Representing Black History Year, Women's yeah. History Year. We just here. We in the building. We out here. We doing it. We enjoying life. How you doing? Doing yeah, great, man. How could I not be doing great after all that? You know what I'm saying? That shit sound man. like a nineties nineties mixtape about to kick off. You know yeah, it was sound, definitely like, you need some drops in this bitch. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of rambling in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Red Alert. Oh man. Oh shit. Yeah, man. I'm chilling, dude. I'm actually I'm actually doing good. I'm uh I had to take a little break. I was watching some of that um what's my girl's name? Uh speaking of women's history, I was watching a little bit of the Kentanji Brown Jackson. The uh, Supreme Court hearings, you know. Mm-hmm. How that's they, uh, yeah, exactly how you expected it. First black woman being uh, nominated to the Supreme Court, you know, in front of all these senators and all of that. They, they, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of bureaucracy. It's like, you know, it reminds you, that's one thing I don't miss about job interviews. Mm-hmm. This is like, to the next level, man. I mean, they are really like they're grilling her. You know, <laughs> they're grilling her. And then the thing about it is, you know, it's it's so political. You know, it's so political, and it's I mean. and it kind of yeah, it's politics. But you know, and then it also like, but it's like it's so extremes. Like it'll go from one. One extreme to the next, you know, like they had, um, like today, Ted Cruz was, you know, trying to bully her into like kind of undermining the 1619 project and CRT and, you know, things that don't really have a lot to do with her. But since she's a black woman, she's going to have to answer to black issues, mm-hmm. you know, and then they also seem like they trying to get revenge for, um, how when they were bringing in Amy Conan Barrett, you know, like, I guess the Democrats, you know, they had a lot of scrutiny for her and things of that nature, so they want her to kind of answer for that. Meanwhile, she didn't have nothing to do with none of that type of shit. And, you know, it's what it always is in this moment. You know, you get to see, because you can't get get defensive. You can't Mm -hmm. get argumentative. So you get the... uh, you know, you get the the black woman smiling through the bullshit, you know, using superheroic, you know, measures of self-restraint. You know what I mean? Like just, you know, and then kind of like looking a little puzzled by some of the, the, the line of questioning. But, you know, got it on a face like, are you fucking serious? But you can't <laughs> say that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you kind of say it with a with a bit of a raise of an eyebrow, maybe a, a sigh might be a little heavier than it is. You know, it's a lot of respectfully, you know, preceded the <laughs> statements and things of that nature. So it's it's a funny little dance, but after a while it started getting a little too much. 
I said, man, let me turn this shit off. I went, turned it off, went outside, sat on the bench like an OG. You know what I'm saying? Got some air. <laughs> you know I mean? That's what's and, up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm, I'm back. I'm back from that. That's what I was on watching. The bench. So. On the bench, just chilling, just chilling, the enjoying bench. the breeze. The bench was good. I got a nice little park by me. It's nice. It's a good amount of benches too. So it's always a nice open bench, <laughs> and they respect it in a in a COVID, you know, in a COVID manner. You know what I'm saying? It's really like oh. a lot of benches. Everybody get their own bench. That's some real OG shit right there. A bench. A bench sitting. A bench. Right go outside, dusk. sit on the bench. Yeah. Sit on the bench. Enjoy life. You Mid know what I mean? Spring bench warming. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I come from a um I come from a little bit of a, I guess a, a lineage of of bench sitters. You know what I'm saying? There was really? always a bench. Yeah, there's always a bench in front of the building. You know, my um my grandmother was she sit the bench. My grandfather be on the bench. Sometimes, you know, when I was a kid, we used to be on the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like just mm-hmm. uh, it was just one of them places. It was an extension of a, a stoop. You know what I'm saying? Right, it was right, just right. a different, different place to be. It was like it was a good post up spot. You could, you could watch things unfold. You know, and and kind of decide if you're gonna, you know, jump into anything or not. You know, right, like right. you just, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it was always a good place to like, if you was ripping and running. Now I really sound like somebody, oh, you ripping and running, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you sit down for a minute on the bench, relax, get your, get your breath, get your wind right. You know, so yeah, right. I was on the bench trying to um, clear my mind. What's up with nah, you? I, f- I feel you, I feel you. I, I got a bench in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. You know, it's right outside of Peaches. They installed these two red benches that the, that was from the tenement museum and i think um, i've seen them before yeah yeah they drilled down to the ground so they sturdy and, and in place uh-huh. and That's um good. you know it is a good a bench a bench sitting is a good you know relax relaxing um people watching sun setting good weathering mm-hmm. type of behavior <laughs> yeah so, it's almost yeah go ahead nah I mean it's just you know it's a good I'm a you know I like to clear my mind sometimes mm-hmm. and um and a good bench sitting is is uh could could help you I, I never thought I was a bench sitter I mean I wouldn't put that on my my social resume or nothing but <laughs> it don't sound it. very social <laughs> but yeah it is it's one of those things yes yes like meditation yeah right. man <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like in New York City, mm-hmm. you know, a place to sit is a premium off rip. Yes. You know what right. I'm saying? So right. that's 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 right up there with a bathroom, you know? <laughs> so yeah. when there's somewhere to sit, that's a good thing. Especially if it's a uh a, a empty somewhere to sit and people respecting the space of this somewhere to sit. So that's mm-hmm. all luxuries in New York City. And yeah. And then once you once you're there and you're able to sometimes you get there and somebody already there and it's like ah, and yeah. then motherfucker might be smoking a cigarette and be like ah, mm-hmm. the bench is occupied, you <laughs> so yeah 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 you got to keep gotta, it moving right you gotta <laughs> circle you gotta the go, block now yeah. you gotta go for a walk <laughs> right 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 hell yeah shit it's not it's not the time right now not for you 
Right, right. That's somebody else's meditation time. Right. But it's it's a lot to be said about, you know, debrief like uh decompressing in the middle of a city, um, with a place to sit with some good people watching and it's it's something to be said for that. It's it's um it's a under it's like a underappreciated outwardly underappreciated uh pastime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Celebrate the bench, y'all. And you know, if you if you got a bench that you sit at, you would have send us a photo. Send us a photo in the in the socials. You on the bench. <laughs> Maybe you listening to the conversation on the bench, chilling, enjoying your no, day. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the benches. Oh uh, shit. What's up? No, I was just I was just, you know, it's kinda like on Lewis Avenue where these benches live. Mm-hmm. It's outside of the old bread style, which has its own energy. You know what I'm saying? So I find myself sometimes, because before how I would work, you know, you're coming in from the city, you're trying to switch gears, see what's cracking in the hood, blah, blah, blah. You walk around that block, and then you go in the bread style. You know what I mean? And there's always a creative vibe going on, somebody that's doing something or trying to shoot something or trying to, you know what I mean, trying to be something. It's always a lot of that type of energy going on. And so now that it's not there, rest in peace, Lloyd, and and there's a bench that sits out there. It's kind of like you're almost uh, halfway mourning the fact that that energy doesn't exist anymore, but you're also kind of basking in the fact that the, the, the remnants of the energy is still there. And maybe it's the... The geography, maybe it's the way the sun hit at that moment that, you know, brings you back to those times. But, you know, when I'm sitting there, sometimes I just catch myself like, damn, this was the spot. You know what I'm saying? And mm. and now it kind of still is because, you know, it's a bench here. But, um, mm. you know, it's, it's weird, man. Sometimes it's like it's, it's, it's a it's a sad but, but um, inspiring thing that goes on when you're sitting there. Yeah. I've never said those words out loud, so that was weird. Sad but inspiring, or just that no, whole, just that whole, just to break down that the positioning of that bench and right. what that what that block kind of meant to a nigga. Mm. I hear that. I hear that. You know, it's also interesting now. While you put that in that context, it kind of makes me think about the fact of, uh, you know, you also see people. They'll get a little like a dedication plate on certain benches, you know, and and yeah. uh in memoriam, you know what I mean? Like this, this, this bench is here in memory of, and mm-hmm. you know it was something I I used to see and I got it, you know, but in, not until just this moment. But as you put that in context, it kind of made me just you know, even reconsider it again. Like it is a great tribute because it is such a place. For respite, like you could really just relax and decompress and get your mind together. And mm-hmm. especially at a crowded city, that shit is so valuable. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, when you do sit on that empty bench by yourself and you look over at the plate, you say, yo, good looking out, Nancy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I appreciate this, <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying? Peace to Nancy for, you know, holding, holding space <laughs> for me. 
in my fatigue. Is, is, is Nancy a real bench person? Nah, I don't know. I can't uh, cite any benches. I'm not that familiar with the bench plates, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a Nancy somewhere with a bench after her. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I'm not being specific, so please, no legal uh, proceedings. Uh, maybe, maybe I get the bench dedicated to Lloyd. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I need to make a couple of calls, pull some strings. That could be hard. Speaking of that, um, you know, just in in celebration and memory, today's my man Skeeter D's birthday. You know, Tone, he's he's no longer with us. But, you know, just while we in the moment of reflection, I wanted to shout that man out. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's one of those things. You know what I mean? Like, it's... uh, when you take a second to reminisce on somebody's life, it could still strike you that it's so much different that they're not there, you know? Like, because mm-hmm. when, you, when you think about their energy, obviously they say energy never dies, but when you think about their energy, at least in the physical and the moments that y'all shared and the laughs and all of that, you know, it, 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 could, it could still transport you just in a thought. So, yeah, you know, I, well, I, I, I totally agree. What was Skeeter D like? Because he got the dopest name in the hood. Skeeter D. Um, he was a cool dude. He was real. Initially, when you don't know him, he could come across shy. He was quiet. You know what I mean? Super quiet. But that's until you got to know him. Uh, he was an artist. He could draw better than almost anybody I knew. Super ill graffiti artist. Mm-hmm. Dope artist in general but he was funny about it like you you couldn't commission him you know what i mean like right. and i used to see it as when he was like you know when he was young his parents or people be like yo you draw so dope listen i got some money could you draw nah bye you know what i mean <laughs> like nah it wasn't it wasn't for all of that you ain't gonna put him on no on your clock you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. if it's inspired you might catch something but it's not one of these things where he's gonna do it for the paper um mm-hmm. super hip-hop head him and his brother shout out to alex they was super hip-hop heads they had everything like i used to go over there if i ain't had a bootleg i go over there get a dub from them mm-hmm. they they we listened to every had mad movies super movie cat you know what i mean like um one of the first people that their reference reservoir was like endless you know <laughs> like i'm not one of those people i kind i got enough of those people in my friend circle that speaking references or make references i got a my shit is a little shallow when it comes to references <laughs> i got a few but there's mm-hmm. people that have pulled some 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 way back joints. You like, oh shit, and no, well time. It'll make perfect sense for the occasion. So that type of cat, super mm-hmm. like storyteller, elephant memory, always remembers all of the details to the story. Yo, remember the such and such, tell a story, you know what I mean? Bring you right back to, nah, that's when such and such happened and da-da-da. You're like, oh, shit, yeah, I forgot about that. Know everybody's name, don't forget people. You know, just a real good dude. Real, real, real solid, real solid, cool motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, Horatio Cardona, yep. How was Lloyd? Horatio Cardona? Horatio Cardona. Horatio Antonio Cardona. So that's where Tone came from, yeah. Horatio. Uh-huh. I remember one time I called him Horatio. 
right? That's mm-hmm. what everybody called them. One day we walking down the block, and there was this this real pretty girl. She was coming through, and somehow we got into a conversation. Somehow we just you know wound up talking to her or whatever. And she's like, "So what's your what's your name?" I'm like, "I'm Damien," and um. My man was like, I'm Horacio. <laughs> I just remember that <laughs> shit. I'll never forget that shit. Nigga said, I'm Horacio. I said, oh, shit. She was like, ooh, wow. <laughs> That's a nice thing. <laughs> you can beat with that. Hell nah. That shit hit me. I looked at this nigga different like, what? Horacio. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was a wild. That was a wild time. Oh shit! Uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. What type of person was Lloyd? I think you spoke about uh, him before. But what would you? Uh, how man. would you? Well, Lloyd was Lloyd Porter. Um, he lived on my block, and he's from California, Bakersfield, California. Mm-hmm. He was like one of them mayor types. You know what I'm saying? Type of person that talked to everybody. Know what everybody got going on, and was the the type that would knew how to put people together, even if they didn't fit. You know what I'm saying? Like his whole style was bringing people together, and nine nine times out of ten, the people that he brought together didn't fit at all. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like so his wife was a baker. She was an engineer by trade, but wanted to be a baker. So they opened up Bread Stop. Um, right on Lewis Avenue, um, it moved into the space that used to be Mirrors, which was owned by um, the people who owned the Quabba Mansion, right? Mm-hmm. So, coffee shop, I didn't even really drink coffee at the time. So, you know, I went in and got baked goods, but I was working in the city most of the time. So, by the time I come home, it's night. I didn't even know what the hood was like during the daytime. Mm-hmm. When I left, when I left Vibe to, you know, do my entrepreneurial journey, you know, now you're trying to figure out your space, you know, and, um, you know, so I would go up to the shop and, you know, he always got some words for you. He always got, you know, a conversation for you, a, 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 a project or, or something to, you know what I'm saying? Always going to have something to talk about. Period. Like, you know, oh, that's what you want to do? Oh, you should talk to such and such. And that, 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 hey, I'm going to call him up to come up, tell him to come up here right now. And the next thing you know, you know, you in the mix. And it's like, again, somebody that you wouldn't even be in the mix with. And that was the, 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 uh, that was the culture of the shop. You know, the, the DNA of the shop was bringing people together. So it also served as some, a lot of people would say, it served as like the home base for the early gentrifiers. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of a safe space. Like, you know, they were able to come in, sit down, drink coffee, and, and you know, bring the kids in for, you know, uh, reading story day and stuff like that. So any given moment you walk in the shop, and on one side of the shop it could be like some like mothers and gentrifiers and a bunch of white babies, and then on the other side – a bunch of artists and filmmakers and, and uh, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman and Sean P and Terrence mm. Nance and you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, Michael K. Williams. Like any any given moment, you got that type of vibe going on in the spot. And everybody was like young, young upstarts. So it was always weird, like how all of these people fit in this space together. And theoretically, we shouldn't all be in the same space. 
You know, you 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 rarely saw these two groups or three groups or four different groups all in this one spot. So then, you know, his his uh his vision was always to, you know, make sure that he was expanding the culture of the neighborhood. And and that's what they did. And what you see, what you what we got out of it was a lot of projects, a lot of creative collaborations. Um, you know, we shot a lot of videos up out of there. I mean, you got his brother, Gregory Porter, who's a legendary jazz artist now. He was the chef in there cooking the soups and, you know, working on his music, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some weekends or special occasions, he, he might sing out in front of the, the shop. You know, Lloyd was the type of dude that, you know, he liked to have DJs come on Sundays and spin records in front of the shop, you know, and, and really building out the culture. And he he like he's like, you know what I'm saying? I I did I knew music, but I was never no DJ. He was like, Hey man, why don't you come DJ in front of the shop? I'm like, nigga, I ain't no man, you could do it, just do it. You know what I'm saying? Then you go out there and do it and it's like a great time. You know, right. and mm-hmm. and so so that's the type like he's just gonna throw you in the mix with some shit, no matter if any of us can do it. And then over time, you just end up just doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you end you you end up doing projects that matter. You know what I'm saying? Greg ended up winning Grammys, and you know you shooting the whole behind the scenes documentary or the EPK for that or the music video for 1960. What? So he was he was. I think uh, he liked to tell his story about how, you know, his mother um, on her deathbed would be like, you know, make sure that Greg, uh, make sure that Greg sings because that's his gift to the world. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and then it's like he fulfilled that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Greg came out, stayed with him. You know, he put together all the pieces to help do the video visuals and photography and the marketing and events. You know what I'm saying? It was all people from the hood. And he actually accomplished it. He 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 did it just like his mother envisioned, like their mother envisioned. She she was always like, You're gonna sing in some of the 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 grandest halls in the world in front of some of the most uh dignified rural people in the world. And sure enough, He's doing that. You know what I mean? He's done it three times over. And, you know, Greg Blue moved back to Cali and, you know, COVID hit. And Lloyd, you know, unfortunately was one of the, you know, early catchers of COVID and didn't make it through, you know? So it's almost like he did fulfill his mother's dying wishes. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, he had to go with it so i'm not you know i don't know how that works or not but it's just always eerie and ironic because you know i hear all these stories about their mother and then he actually they both actually fulfilled what the mother prophesized Mm -hmm. which is some wild shit so you know that was salute salute to lloyd salute to tone you know salute to both of them that was that was deep um you know, it's interesting too. A couple things. Wow, his wife was a baker, and he was from Bakersfield. I thought that was kind of <laughs> cool. She's on, it's on a funny level. And then 
back to just the alumni people that were out of breath. I just want to shout out Hadia Robinson, mm-hmm. very funny comedian who uh, moved out to L.A. originally from Michigan, but she um, she had a web series called The Grind. That mm-hmm. they shot it at uh at Brad Star. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's that's cool. That you know, that became an embassy for creatives, you know? And gentrifiers. And, and gentrifiers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That was, that's and what white that's what really brought it up. Yeah. And families, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. It was it was all that. That was that was the crazy part. It's like you got you have and then he had a thing where he would always give like a hood nigga an opportunity to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's right. one cat, you know, you could tell he probably ain't had no real job before. You know, he was rough around the edges, didn't really know how to talk to the customers, but you know, he was cool. You know what I'm saying? And it just somehow worked within the environment. Like he the type of he the type of motherfucker, you come in there and I like I said, I had just started drinking coffee. And mm-hmm. you come in there. Like, yeah, man, let me get, you know what I'm saying, small coffee. And then he like, oh, yeah, you're in here to get your caffeine fix. You're like, damn, yeah, nigga, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you trying to caffeine shame me like I'm an addict? Right. Like I'm a junkie? Yeah, he, he that tight, you know what I'm saying? But when I see him, he works um, at Home Depot now. He's, he's been there yeah. for some years. And it's like when I, after he left there, he went to Home Depot. So when I see him, it be like, damn. I mean, Lloyd gave that man a shot, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not sure if that was his only job, his first job, but he was definitely rough around the edges when he got there, and he was able to move on, and, and he's still gainfully employed. And, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I salute that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's dope. You speak to the cat, the Home Depot cat? Does he yeah, remember yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I'll speak to him. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. That's real cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So, like I said, you had you had creators, you had bougie people, you had bougie blacks, you had white gentrifiers, you know, black kids. White. It was the Martin Luther King of Lewis Avenue of Bed Stuy. Mm. That's cool. What's your favorite thing? This is a just a random question based on what we're talking about. What would you say your favorite thing about community is? My favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily, I live in a community that I, I really um, admire. You know what I'm saying? I think mm-hmm. Bed-Stuy has a lot of characteristics that, you know, if able to be transferred, can help create communities in other places that are neighborhoods but not necessarily communities, you know? So so I would start there. But <clears throat> the... Uh, what I what I like most about it is that, you know, it's not just like as a as somebody like me, you know what I'm saying, I haven't growing up, you know, living somewhere wasn't necessarily, you know, a a thing. It was just like four walls, you know, somewhere to go to sleep, you know what I'm saying? Your neighborhood was wherever your friends was at. But um to be in a place where your living experience extends beyond your doors out on the sidewalk into the neighborhood for blocks and blocks to where, you know, you walk the block, you got connections with people, you know what I'm saying? You're able to meet and greet, actually do business, um, you know, all in one space. And, and Bed-Stuy is like a unique place where you got, you know, 
a bunch of creatives that's creating at a global level right in six blocks. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, three, four famous directors, some singers, some DJs, you know what I'm saying, producers, all in like a three, four block radius. And you walk outside and it's, that's your neighbor. Or, you know, you can hear, you know what I'm saying, the producer who lived next door through the wall doing the work that eventually becomes the work that the world sees, you know. And um, I think the community part of it is just that everybody is kind of vibing off of each other. And it's not like I'm I'm here, I'm doing my thing, this is my house, I got a gate around it, and I'm going to go in here, go to sleep, and then I'm going to wake up and drive out of here and into some other part of town to actually – do my work or to actually spend my time and, and entertain myself. Um, in, in the, in, in best style, you got a lot of good elements. You got one, you got a cool name, you know what I'm saying? That was, you know, kind of nicknameized already off rip from Bedford Stuyvesant, the best style. You know what I'm saying? You got a neighborhood that got a whole slogan, which a lot of New York neighborhoods do, you know what I'm saying? Which, I think a lot of cities can learn from that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in Atlanta, and you just like, which neighborhoods have the pride? You know, like, you got SWATs, you know, but some some neighborhoods are new. Like, a lot of these newly built areas that people are moving to as the city is being gentrified, they're new, and they don't have the established culture and pride at a, at a wide level as some of these older communities, older big black communities. So... You know, you got a slogan, and people are very proud to be from Brooklyn, one, but definitely from Bed-Stuy, whether you were black, whether you a new gentrifier, all that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that was the thing, because it had so much pride. When the gentrifiers did come, it started to come, and you just come and just take it over and wipe out the culture, you know, because the culture was so strong and the people had so much pride that they, you know, they proud to be from there, so it's hard for them to leave. So... What happens is you got people kind of integrating into what's going on more than coming in and just wiping the slate clean. And I was home this weekend and I I was on Tompkins, which kind of picked up the torch from Lewis Avenue after, you know, Brad Stuy was no longer there. But they have a wider footprint, you know what I'm saying? Like they have a a dope-ass... row of of shops and restaurants and you know what I'm saying stores and stuff kind of anchored on one end by sincerely Tommy and Kaina over there and then um but like I think one of the first shops over there that was you know that's still there and and, and pretty vibrant to the community is, is the meat market which is like a um a vintage store they sell clothes and shit like that so meat market was there then sincerely Tommy came with a whole new designer vibe to the spot and then you got bed vine and brew the little beer the beer garden type of thing and between those three things now it's a whole you know probably like three four blocks of nothing but action and activity and right now you got you know, so many different kinds of people on that block, but nobody seems to be bothered and nobody seems to be put out. You know what I'm saying? You got the the old school hood. You got the the creative type, the creative class of, you know what I'm saying, funny dressing, beer drinking, craft beer brewing types of blacks. Then you got, 
you know, your gentrifying whites of all ages and, you know, doing their little sidewalk uh, um, eating and shit like that. It's, it was, it's a dope vibe, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't stop the bum rush and you can't stop growth and activity. But when you see the growth come and it still don't knock the culture, then it's like, yeah, this was a strong community. That's I don't even know if I answered the question, but <laughs> nah, my, you did. that was my you, take you, you, on community. <laughs> it was all good. It was time for the spur of the moment question. When you say Lewis Avenue, I always I always reminds me of that um, that Big Daddy K record. When they be like Lewis, Lewis Avenue, Lewis, yep. Lewis Avenue. That's my shit. Um, yeah, he, he on another song. He's like shouted out right where his building was on such and such Lewis and Van Buren. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big Daddy mm-hmm. Kane. Yeah, so shout out to Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. I think my favorite thing of community is just the camaraderie and the uh just like the uh point of reference, you know, for like knowing people, feeling interrelated on a certain level. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel it in this neighborhood. I do. It's lighter. It's lighter. Like, you know, I came here as an adult to this where I live now. So it's different. And I think that, you know, if you don't have roots or you don't have anything that you're consistently invested in, it could be a Mm -hmm. little harder, right? So, like... I think if I had kids, I'd probably be even more invested in this neighborhood, you know what I mean? Just for schools, other parents, that type of thing. So, like, my investment is, like, pretty peripheral, you know? Like, I know my man at the corner store. I know my man, I know, uh, I know my lady over at the, uh, at the cleaners. I know my cashiers, you know? I know the certain people that, I, you know, my neighbors, and I might see them in the building or we walk by, you know? And some of them are sometimey, you know what I'm saying? So they not they not always reliable for a head nod or how you doing, you mm. know. I know, you know, yeah, it's a little. That's the thing that kills me is uh, my neighborhood here is not that soulful. I'll say that. It's got some soul. It's got little pops. It's got pops, but it's not full on. It's not, it's not all the ways soul, soul. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's some moments. And then there's some, you know, again, like my man, you know, George the Mailman. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know him. <laughs> Shout out to George. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know the cats that, are, that I guess, work within my own ecosystem. So my mm-hmm. own ecosystem, going back to what we talk about, even when it comes to references, the, the pool doesn't get but so deep. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know teachers. I don't know, you know, other parents and, uh, you know what I mean? I don't walk any dogs, so I don't know the dogs. <laughs> this is like, this is a very, it's a, like a big kind of dog community, you know, that whole, that always looks funny to me. I understand it, but it just looks so wild to me when I see people just, they stop. And you could kind of tell, it's almost, you know, it's an extension of parenting. You could kind of tell that these people might not all the way rock with each other, but they dogs mm-hmm. like each other. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to let their dogs <laughs> kick it a little bit, let their dogs have a little time, and they kind of become friends just by, you know, consequence. You know what I'm saying? So that type of thing. Um, 
There were a few moments, like, but you know, like the interrelation, the people that you know, like, uh, some people I might not even know, but I've given them nicknames just from how they look or how their mm-hmm. context and what I see them by. So, like, there was this older white lady um, who used to stay fresh. She used to stay fresh, but she would wear, like, some crazy outfits, like, you know, like a like a leopard Baby, like a leopard looking, I guess it's a fake fur, because I don't, you know what I mean? Leopard fur, look like a pimp kind of with a leopard <laughs> fur hat matching the coat with the, the, the shoes, got like a leopard print, and she was real tiny, white lady. And um, I used to refer to her as Lil' Kim, because she used to just have that type of <laughs> Lil' Kim type of shit on. But she was at least in the like, late 80s or whatever, and... I hadn't seen her for a long time. I was like, damn, I, I think Lil' Kim might have died, you know? Damn. And then, yeah, but then a couple months later, out the blue, who I see? I see Lil' Kim. I was so excited Burr. to see her. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. We don't even know each other. I don't know her real name or anything, but I was like, oh, I was excited to see her because she wasn't dead. Like, I literally mourned her. You know what mm. I'm saying? And sure enough, back to life. Here come Lil' Kim, fresh as ever, with some yeah. more, you know, animal fabrics on. No Matt Chanel all the way to the from the from the from the top to the bottom. But yep. uh these yeah, are the I just people like in that. the neighborhood, man. These are the people in your neighborhood. But yeah, you know, so shout out. I think she actually did pass though recently. So uh, but you know, uh, you know, R.I.P. Lil' Kim. Not the, you know. Why you, why you think she passed? I think, I think I saw a little posting, and that's why I think I found out her real name. Like, you know, that's the other thing. Like, you know, um, that's when you find out, you know, that's when you. That's when the neighborhood becomes a community, when people mm-hmm. die, especially people of note, you know what I mean? Like, whether it's a, a posting on one of the polls or, like, in certain buildings, you know what I mean? Like, you go downstairs where you get the... Um, Get, like by the mailboxes they might put the you know what I'm saying this person died you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. and that's how you like oh shit such and such you know what I mean like and that pulls people together because then you know people sing their praises or they remember these people or whatever whatever mm-hmm. or you might finally oh that's their real name cause you might have been calling them by a nickname they went by or a nickname you created and you like oh shit that's their real name. Wow, you know, whatever, whatever. But um, what was yeah, that's name? one of those things. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's a while ago. It's a while Lil ago. Kim. But you know, yeah, little Kim, the other little Kim. Um, Man, it's this cat in my neighborhood, and it's wild because, you know, you could take them for homeless. Not, not all the way homeless, but you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know what I mean, walking the block too many times. And, you know, he's reliably outside, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, but you could tell, like, the nigga, he got style, you know what I'm saying? Like you said with Lil' Kim, but it's different. He got a different kind of style. Like, he be putting shit together that you be like, man, first of all, that was difficult to put together. And mm-hmm. he actually pulling it off. He actually looked cool. If he wasn't just pacing the block all uh, one mm-hmm. month, you know what I'm saying? He could, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, be a fashionable nigga. You know what I'm saying? 
And he had this one thing he used to do in the summer where mm-hmm. he would shred all this different kinds of fabric, right? Mm-hmm. And then I guess he would tie it around his leg all the way down like some pants, but it was like just fabric tied around his legs on both sides. And then he you have on no shirt, and then have one of those strips of fabric tied around his head like a you know what I'm saying like a bandana, and mm-hmm. I'm like this nigga look like an actual tribal member like out here you know what I'm saying out of out of just some shit he just made. I'm like, man, this nigga is talented, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, where do you go with it? But it's like, you know, you 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 when when it's somebody you see every day, just like even in that same block, it's a, a homeless cat that's there. He a real homeless cat. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you walk past them and you you don't really pay attention to what they look like. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the cat that got on five, six pair of pants and a bubble coat. And it's June, you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's the nigga house, you know? So one time I walked past, I'm looking at him. And I'm like, man, and this dude sleep outside. Like, he sleep in the park, nigga, every night for years, man. I done seen him for at least eight, nine years. And I'm looking at his face. And I'm like, man, this nigga ain't even that old. You know what I'm saying? He's like a young nigga. Like, not... Maybe 32 is 33 or some shit. Ain't got no gray. But when you look at him, you think he old from afar because he's like, he's shrunken. Like, man, this nigga probably was a regular cool motherfucker. I wonder what happened. You know, I ain't never stopped to have that conversation because it feels weird to be nosy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and just dig into a nigga life when a nigga got his own thing going on. But it's just, it's just, you know, it just tripped me out. Like, I wonder what, where, what is going on in the man's head. Because the niggas sleep outside. Like, the niggas stand up sleeping. Mm. You know? Like, linked up against the little thing. Heroin nod or just a narcoleptic? Nah, just, just, you know, he on his feet, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, dog. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know, man. He, he don't seem to be on no drugs. Like he's telling you, you, look at his skin. The skin is clear. You know what I'm saying? Right. Got no gray hair. Got the dreads, of course. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how he survived, man. But the niggas mm-hmm. done stayed out there on some cold winters, man. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just be wondering, like, I wonder what's his name. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then you, yeah. somebody will be like, well, why don't you go ask him? He's like, that's weird. You know what I'm saying? I ask a nigga's name just because I want to know. So yeah, you feel like a cop? Feel, yeah, it feels exploitive. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. <laughs> that's the funny thing that, yeah. But it, it was, it's neighborly. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, it's, you know, shit. It is. It, I mean, we talking about him on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? It goes back to me and Lil' Kim. I really wish I knew her name so I could, you know, properly credited her her memory. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I know how you feel. I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. <laughs> like, nigga, why? What, nigga, who is you? The old school shit. Nigga, is you writing a book? <laughs> <laughs> that used to be that used to be the super comeback when you used to get a little too inquisitive. You writing a book? Ah, oh, nah, nah, never mind. Fuck it, then. I don't give a fuck about your existence. Um, then speaking of that, there was a cat, and um, and I can't even really 
remember him in the in the in uh in a way that's all the way there. There was a cat, and I only knew him from Instagram. You know, uh, think he lived out in. Um, I know he lived out in Brooklyn somewhere, but he was. Um, and I can't remember his like his um his catchphrase. But uh, he would do these, like, daily videos where he would throw different types of fits on or whatever. And he would, like, come up to the to the camera and he'd be like, um, he'd, like, walk up to the camera, kind of looking like y'all was getting too close. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up. Check out this fit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he turned, like, check out this fit. He'd say some slick shit, like a little phrase of the day like a little message you know real mm-hmm. slick talk da 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 and then he would have this sign off and I can't remember any of this shit right now and I was trying to find it as you were talking cause I really wish I could find it but um he passed away and again it was just like one of these things like he became such a bit of a presence even via the timeline just for the fact of it was just consistent, and it was just, you could feel the energy that the cat brought across just through these little videos. You know what I'm saying? And he would say some slick shit about, you know, make sure you get the fresh, you know what I'm saying? Some shit, and I don't want to misquote the cat, but he'd be like, <laughs> he'd, make the, he'd make the camera go from from his feet to, his, you know what I'm saying, to the top of his, his, his ensemble, and then he would, like, turn and, and like, step off, and, yo, it was just a wild little thing. And he would put them shits out, like, daily. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and then he passed away. Somebody was like, yo, rest in peace, such and such. You know, it's just, it's so wild, like, how certain energy just resonates. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, you know, people that you don't know, but people that you you come in contact with that are, they orbit around you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's just, that's a, a testament to how strong energy really is, you know? But uh, you know, so uh, you know what I'm saying. But we we here, you know what I mean. We in the world, and yes, I'm sir. sure I'm sure we all touching somebody and somebody every somebody listening. I'm sure you touching somebody too. You know what I mean. I'm sure your your energy is uh, impacting. You know, right? And uh, and uh, yeah, and you know, let let yourself shine. You know, let yourself <laughs> shine. Don't. Don't dim your shit. If you were if you a three way bulb, click that shit to the third setting. You know what I mean? Don't don't shine on mid. Not 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 this year. You know what I'm saying? Let that shit get its full luminescence. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh shit, man. What's up? What else is going on with you? Ah uh, man, that's it, man. Like I said, I was home, man. Um, yeah. Spot the block. I actually saw your cousin. Oh walking yeah, out, where at dog on Lewis? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Oh, that's what's up. You spoke to her? Nah, I was about to, but you know it was weird. I was alternate side <laughs> parking. Oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? So I seen her coming all the way down the block. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. With his, and I don't know her name. I'm like, hey, yeah, you Damien cousin. <laughs> right, 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 right. I got you. You, you got the Pilgrim Whisperer. That's a lad. She probably get a kick out of that shit. Oh man, yeah. That's my shout out to. That's my cousin Ardenia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh shit, man. 
So that's what's up. So you was on the block. You was walking Apollo, or you was just walking nah, nah, yourself? I was, I was alternate side parking. So okay, I was sitting in the whip, and you know, you know, it's, it's, you know, you roll the window. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm funny style. I don't know, man. I ain't know a name, so I couldn't execute. I know. It's a tough one. It's a I tough know your one. cousin. <laughs> right, 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 right. Which one? Who? Yeah, yo, what get nigga, the Nigga, who that. is you? <laughs> right, right, right. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, nah, shit, but she be man. cool. She be fly. You know what I'm saying? She always have yeah. on some nice, nice frames. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Some type of, you know. Um, fly sweater, hat. Mm-hmm. She be, right. you know what I'm saying? She like a cool, like I want to be cool like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I hear come, you. I hear come you. through yeah. cool in the motherfucker. Come through with the essence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I could dig it. I could dig it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Shout out to her. that's good people. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, what else is going? on? Man, you know what's going on out here. Oh, it's about that time. Yeah, Talk about what's going, going on. on. Well, you know man. what's so funny? Before we get into that, right? Because we're going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> have you all the way just uh, abandoned white power? Or where you at with that? Cause Not consciously. I, I haven't been back, but I haven't consciously abandoned <laughs> you, I haven't you abandoned been, it. I haven't okay. been drawn back in. The luminescence uh-huh. hasn't hit me yet. Uh, okay, man. It's been some moments. It's been some moments, man. It's uh, man, talk about it, shit. I, hey, I'll talk a little you bit me, about you it. We talk about the Game of Thrones for about two years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny, man. I tell you this. It's like you know, I'm at that point where, and we'll talk about the other situation too. But I'm at that point where, like, this might be my, maybe my least favorite property of the the um, power universe. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, but I'm invested. I guess I'm about six episodes in. I guess. I don't even know how many episodes we're in. Obviously, Tommy is an OG figure. So mm-hmm. there's a, there's a you know, you already invested however many seasons with him, you mm-hmm. know, as a character. So... There is a uh, a connection there. Now, obviously, everything else is brand new. He's in fish out of water, Chicago, trying to put together a nice little empire. And as things unfold, these characters are starting to develop. And they all have their own idiosyncrasies. You know what I'm saying? He's got a... Uh, I like Liliana. You know, his, his like... Who's now, I guess, his right hand... You know, she was somebody that girl? they, nah, nah. Oh. She's a she's a white girl who they the, with the sister. Is she a, they got the brother? I'm not sure. They, they she from that family? Sliced her face. No, 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 okay. no, no, okay. no. She's okay. somebody that was down with um. You know, my memory is Trizash. She was down. I think was down with Lobos or one of them back in the day. Oh, and then no. they, they yeah, they, Lobos into some shit. Yeah, yeah. They gonna weave. They gonna weave. You know what I <laughs> mean? So they, they. Brought, I want to say she was down with Lobos or one of the other cartels from early on, and they kind of left her for dead. There was a reason why they didn't kill her. They kind of spared her, but they. She got kind of low, you know, somewhat of a buck fifty on her face from what they did to her. So she's introduced to to the the situation like in the second episode. She run up on Tommy, ready to kill him. 
You know, like, I don't know how she found out he was in, in Chicago, but she had a line on him, and she ran up on him, you know? Uh, not in the Theophilus London way. But um, anyway, <laughs> nah, it was a little bit more aggressive. But uh, anyway, anyway uh, but no, she ran up on him. They fight, bing, bow, whatever, whatever, uh, you know. They kind of, they fight, but they, there's a respect, you know what I'm saying? Like, they might have even fought twice. She might have ran mm -hmm. up on him twice. And he's like, either I'm going to kill you or we're going to wind up working together. And and she, I mean, he had the upper hand at that moment. So she's like, all right, well, shit, let's get some money. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm cool. I could look past all of this. You know, let's get mm -hmm. some money together. So they still say, because she's kind of got like a bit of a, a grasp of what's going on in Chicago. She, you know, obviously from being down with, I believe, Lobos and them, she, you know, she also has some understanding of the game, you know, and, and she's she's a good a good partner to have. So there's that. Then there's still the brother through the sister. That's a little peripheral, but then the, little, the brother has a little, has a son who is like a runner for the CBI. You know, mm -hmm. so the CBI, you know, it's a homie that got out of jail. I be forgetting their names. Homie that got out of jail, and then the young cat with the cauliflower ear, you know what I'm saying, that's trying to come up or whatever. He's like a bit of a runner for them, but they don't know that he's the son of Tommy's brother. They don't even know. He don't even know that his pops is Tommy's brother. You know what I'm saying? So the CBI was trying to get him to track Tommy, but Tommy, the kid ain't really want to do it because he saw that he was cool with his father, so he ain't really want to get involved. One thing led to whatever. So anyway, the son black or white or mixed? The son is black or maybe mixed. I don't know. We never seen the moms. He looked okay. black. He looked okay. black. Um. So there's that. And so then now Tommy you know is, he got his real uncle Tommy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got Uncle Tom. Um. So there's that. Um. Uh, then you know the Flins. So you got the Flins over there. That's, I think it's Vic. And I forget homegirl's name. Gloria. I don't know. The Flins. And then you got Pops, my man from Sons of Anarchy. You got Papa Flynn. You know, he got he got lung cancer. He's trying to hide it from his kids. You know, I think his son kind of knows he's sick, but he has a really let on all the way. He hasn't really acknowledged it too much. The daughter doesn't really. She's still in the dark. Mm -hmm. His right hand kind of knows or kind of knows probably more than anybody. You know what I mean? But he's still trying to kind of hide it, but it's real hard to hide. Like, he look like he got, like, stage four lung cancer. So, he, you know, he coughing up a lung terribly. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's real hard to disguise that. Now, he, I guess they racist on a certain level, at least, yeah, they racist. You know what I'm saying? They ain't, they ain't really. He ain't really trying to have Vic had a black woman. You know, the right. black woman that was serving the the the, um, the oxtails. You know, who jumped off with Tommy. Mm -hmm. um, Tommy and Vic and my man from the CBI. Damn, I can't remember my man's name. The champ. They wind up getting together to try to do a caper. With that happening. They came to an understanding. Tommy was like, look, I'm going to leave your lady alone. You know what I mean? Because if you love her like that, I don't want to put, I don't want, look, nothing comes before the money. I'm about the money. Go ahead, get your lady. Don't even worry about me. So there's that. But then when he tries to get his lady, the pops, 
Link comes in and tries to intimidate her. So she's kind of fed up with the whole thing. Like, dude, you can't even really control your father. He'll never accept us. So I'm leaving. So, like, mm-hmm. as of late, she's somewhere, right? So, um, as I'm going I'm to try to get these names while we're talking. So, because <laughs> there's so many people that I'm, I would like to, you know, credit the names and it's like and I'm trying and again I'm I'm nutshelling no, eight no episodes so a lot of this stuff is uh so the champ keep calling him the champ for right now till we get his name um the champ uh no not Janard JP I think maybe it's JP no no Diamond Diamond is the old head that got that's the the OG that got out of jail you know, the mm-hmm. more conservative cat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but they call him the champ because he used to box or whatever. And, uh, you know, he'll be at like this little cafe that they go to with these two real like boisterous, uh, like short order cooks. The guys that own that run the cafe, they like they're a little over the top. But <laughs> I guess they kind of somewhat comic relief or whatever. But they love the champ. He got his own little booth. And um, that's kind of where he holds court. So he's out there chilling, and then he meets this chick, uh, Adrian, I think. And, you know, she, she looked good. They talking or whatever. Next thing you know, they jumping off, you know, power power sex scene. Like, this is, they, they well, they damn near went at, you know, they shit. They went, <laughs> they went all the way with this one. They was showing damn near everything. It was, they was she'sfreaky.com. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, they went for it. What you so, call it? Um, she what? <laughs> she's freaky dot com. That's a that's a little. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's for the that's for the enthusiasts. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so they jumping off, and you know, like they somebody run down on them. Uh, oh, actually, no, 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 no. That's somebody. Else. That was that was Vic and his lady. What's Vic's lady's name? Oh, Oxtail. What's her name? I'm all over the place. Uh, pardon me. Claudia is the Flynn. Vic, Claudia, Diamond, uh, Gennard. Those are the people. Gloria is Oxtails. Um, Vic and, and Gloria out in the streets. Somebody run up on, somebody drive by on um, Vic and Gloria. Gloria pull the gun out and gets to it. Bang, bang, bang. So you're like, okay, okay, she get to it. Um, they hit the Serbs too. Tommy, uh, Tommy, CBI, and Vic. They wound up hitting the Serbs, so it looks like the Serbs might have some beef too, whatever, whatever. But the three of them disbanded over some money or whatever, so like they're all independent again. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, the champ met this woman. They jumping off. He ain't really, for somebody to be so cautious, he's not really throwing no caution with her, but I guess he just got out of jail for however many years. So he, you know, he's, he's <laughs> so excited. Hell yeah, that man <laughs> is so excited. So he don't realize she's a, a journalist. We just found out she's a journalist trying to do a story on 
the Chicago thing, but then her editor hit her like, yo, you're dealing with Diamond, who I guess he was like one of the Dundadas. So it's like we could tell a story about the rise and fall and rise again and maybe fall again of Diamond. You're close enough, da-da-da-da-da. Homegirl, she might be catching feelings or at least respect him enough to where she don't really want to put it all on him, kind of want to keep it broad. The editor hit her with the editor trick, like, well, I could assign it to Murphy, you know, and then she's like, nah, nigga, I want my byline. So now she's all in it. So there's that. Um, what else Voices is going is wild. Yeah, you know. Nah, nigga, gotta- I want my byline. <laughs> yeah, that's that's her id. But uh so so this is the wild this is the wild part about it. this this is what makes it so funny too. Some funny things going on. So now Tommy, you know, Tommy, Vic, and Diamond, they disbanded. They don't rock with each other anymore. Everybody got their own little territory. So Liliana and Tommy uh somehow get approached by Claudia. Now Claudia wants to have her own independent thing, cause uh, Pops, what's Pops' name? Pops, uh, Walter Flynn, he wants to have every, he want to have Vic and Gloria like kind of succeed him on a certain level. But, you know, he don't, he's not the most empowering. He's still super conservative how he run it. He don't really give them much agency to do anything. So they both kind of like, listen, we're going to do our own thing. We're trying to get our own money because you, you got the clamps on us. We can't even really get busy like we want to. So Vic got his own little wave, you know, just got the coke going on. And then Claudia has her own little thing and she's starting. Now they still peripherally rock with the father, you know, they're of service to him because that's the father, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're sneak, they like sneak try to set up their own little situation. So Claudia came across, she came across some type of designer drug that she made with a, she found a chemist. Well, one of her homegirls, I guess, found a chemist. And then uh, they come up with this designer drug called Dahlia. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what's so funny is how Dahlia is, pat, like, how they introduce Dahlia. And it's very funny because this is, you know, this is the COVID era. But it is, <laughs> the shit hit like COVID. Because what happens is, it's like a little, it, look like, it looks like some, some black, Black sand and like a little tall crack vial, like almost like a perfume vial. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like some black sand. So what happens is they um they take some of the sand, they put it on the lips, the women put it on their lips, and then they kiss, you know what I'm saying? Whoever they gonna kiss, right? So mm-hmm. they in the middle of the street and she's trying to convince Tommy about going into business with her and they beefing or whatever. She put the shit on her lips and she just kiss him real quick. And mm-hmm. this nigga like just damn near collapses across the, the hood of his car. Like, ah, like it's ridiculous. Oh, it's so, it's so dramatic. Go so ahead. You, so you get high or you just pass out? No, you get high. It is like, but it's, the whole shit is ridiculous because the high don't really look like a high, look like a, just a real, it looks like a pass out. But they right. all saying, oh, that high was the best high I ever had. You know what I mean? But it's like, but what's going on now that they trying to like they seeding it, right? Like they trying mm-hmm. to they trying to build the brand. So she get all of these women, she hit them with vows, puts them in the clubs, 
you see these women in the clubs just kissing random niggas and they just all passing out like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's really <laughs> awesome. It looked like COVID. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's like we, you doing the, you know, you're getting the droplets basically and these motherfuckers are instantly affected. Like, ah. Oh. And then like, it's, so that's Tommy, Claudia, Liliana, and the doctor. I forget the doctor's name, the chemist who's not, really cut in she's just a cook but she's like a, a, a MIT level chemist you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying they kind of got her hostage Dr. Lauren Williams black woman they got her hostage cooking the shit up and they slowly start to take over so this most recent episode Diamond just kind of came across it well cause really um, what's my man's name is it JP uh, yeah Jannard he came across it and he's telling, you know, telling Diamond, yo, it's crazy. You got to fuck with it. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Diamond meets up with Tommy at his little, at the coffee shop. He's like, you heard of this? Tommy acts <laughs> like he don't know nothing about it. Now nah, I don't know nothing about it. I, you know, which you, you trying to get in the game with some designer drugs. I thought you was traditional. <laughs> he was like, nah, I think I might want to, you know, get involved, whatever, whatever. So that's what's going on in power force. <laughs> so that's what like we a have A right lot now. of face acting. Oh, a whole lot of, oh, it's some of the best face acting, this side, trust me, this side of basic cable, premium cable, this shit is going crazy. It's a lot of face acting, and it's a lot of physical acting, it's a lot of, you know, when they hit that, when they hit the dolly, they, you know what I mean, they all got to look affected, you know what I'm saying, so there's that. Um... It is what it is, man. You know, it's it, it's it's just as ridiculous as it always has. And I'm probably leaving a bunch of little holes in there, um, plot holes or whatever. But I'm committed. I'm going to watch it to the end of the situation. We'll see mm-hmm. how it all wraps up. Uh, if y'all are watching, let me know in the comments. Let me know what y'all thinking. If you're still, rock, if still rocking with it, um, what's some of your favorite, you know, plot points? If y'all got any speculation, whatever, whatever, holla at me. But uh, I think it's time now. All right, you know, <laughs> take it, take it to uh, take it to L.A. You know what I mean? Take it What's to the South Side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about it. I mean, <laughs> oh shit! Full disclosure: we had a bit of a debrief about this a while ago when it first happened because it was I a mean, whole lot. But you I mean, know. nigga couldn't really uh, contain his uh, <laughs> his reaction, <laughs> yeah, to, to the show last yeah. week. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 know, we've been kind of waiting for like. The, the main stage to kind of be integrated more into the script. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We was been looking for the action. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, these items. We was you waiting for the saying? fifth episode. I was saying I'm going to give it to episode five. Right. They, they blew the doors off of episode five. Uh, what's so, your thoughts? So they came. They came with the action, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They put a little, you know... Uh, mysterious drive buyers in the game. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, all out the blue. Usually, you know what I'm saying, we know the kind of like the beefs what Franklin or you know, the Saint organization is going through. Mm-hmm. This, this was, you know, a mystery, a whodunit situation. You know, they shot the dude out of the car, checked him for his ID. 
Then I thought, I started to think. I mean, I don't know if it was mandatory for you to have your ID back then. Right. Right, right, right. So, right, it, right, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like checking for ID wouldn't have been your first uh, move of identification of a of a victim. Especially some street shit. Maybe right. a tattoo <laughs> or some type of fl- rag or something. Yeah. Right. I thought they yeah. was trying to rob him. I'm like, why they rifle him through <laughs> his pockets for? Right, right, right. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? We tripped out shit about the whole shit because, you know, they had the, the drive buyers. They hit all of us. They hit the whole organization, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Leon then uh-huh. was at Avi's, uh-huh. who got all the weapons and the rocket launchers and all that shit. Yeah. They at Avi's, right? Uh-huh. Avi got all the guns. Right. And they shooting like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody hitting shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the gunman, the the cat, the connect, they don't got no aim at all. Yeah. None. They, that, I yeah. mean, Leon just had a rocket launcher in his hand. You know what I'm saying? I thought he was going to blow that shit to smithereens. Right. Nah. Right. A whole lot of ping, ping, pow, pow, pow. <laughs> pow, pow, pow. A lot of back and forth pow, pows. You know what, uh-huh. what I'm saying? Franklin and them, they getting shot the fuck up. <laughs> and only one nigga get hit. You know, well, actually, uh um, two. Two. Oh, you talking about on the other side. On the yeah, other so side. Teddy, Teddy got hit. Uh-huh. And then the white man is the only one with aim. He pointed his weapon, she fired, <laughs> boom! Killed the driver. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Out of all Bam! these people, you know what I'm saying? Like his shit yeah. was crisp, precise. Right. Now we know right. Teddy can shoot, but Frankie Teddy's... learned how to shoot too. Yeah. yeah. Remember they was Teddy's... in the desert shooting cans? Kinda. Kinda kinda. I know Teddy can shoot. He been shooting kind of crazy for a while. Yeah. Uh, nobody can shoot but Teddy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He the he the resident <laughs> white man. <laughs> it sticks to your theory of the of the uh, the the rise of the white man in in snowfall. The exactly. snow has fallen. The oh, snow has has fallen. Snow has risen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, I'm just saying. So right. Teddy kill hits a mark, but he gets shot. Right. But of course, he gonna save himself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Spun he off. Spun off. Save himself. Yeah. Then you got Franklin them on the run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Millions the, of dollars. Three million dollars in the in the Mexican hood. Mm-hmm. The barrio. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I thought this was also was supposed to shine. Like <laughs> he wasn't connected, not in that like, community. My nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? You supposed to speak some Espanol and, right. and work this shit out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah. nah, they, they they get surrounded. They pull out the weapon, no bullets and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the one homie ain't want to leave. He's like, nah, Young what's man. in what's in the bag, man? Right. And then also like run. Like first of all, y'all got three million dollars. Yeah, there ain't no fast running happening. <laughs> yeah, it's a little heavy. But somehow right. these niggas outrun the hood, the whole hood. All of them. These young niggas too. 
with no no millions of dollars burdening them. They right. are in pursuit of millions of dollars. That would make you pick up the pace exponentially in real life. You know what I'm saying? If it's millions of dollars, that's a hell of a carrot. But go ahead. <laughs> so, any other way, they find them a little hiding spot. Yep. Now, you know, cool. You know, they, they hiding. And, you know, the coast is becoming clear. But I'm mm. thinking to myself, so... How the fuck Franklin end up in this position? Mm. Smart as he is, you know what I'm saying? As much as he done been through, you know what I'm saying? He making his own drops by himself and shit. Peaches got the day off, you know? Mm. He comfortable. Is he comfortable? Like, what's going on? You know, he usually got some slick CEO shit to say to a motherfucker. I guess he couldn't work his way out the barrio. Um. And then they they dip out when the coast is clear, but leave the money. Yeah, which feels like a setup to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, TV niggas don't just leave the money and come back and it's safe. Like usually, if the money was gonna be all right, they could just walk out with the money. Right. So right. them leaving it there on purpose is a plot point. To, you know what I'm saying To me Absolutely Yeah it's an expensive Plot point at that yeah. Right Cause they already Trying to get this building You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. So any old way So then they go Shoot up Uncle Jerome And Louie and, and Sissy And the whole mm-hmm. crew Over there mm-hmm. Saying of course The police come And jack everybody up You know what I'm saying Old Clarice Hiding the guns In her purse you <laughs> called the Clarice. <laughs> hey, Veronique or some shit. Yeah, Veronique, but she, 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 you know, so they be having her dressed up like a old, like Clarice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. and you know she's super smart, so she, 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 uh, she had the guns, mm-hmm. and um, and play her her acting game. So now we starting to see a little more about how about it she is, and you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. how right. she approached the game. And how she uses her, her her smarts to outwit, you know what I'm saying, the man. And, you know, so she's doing her part. Um, what else happened in this motherfucker? Then the shit turned into Cirque de Soleil. Dog. <laughs> Can we talk about, yo, this shit jumped the shark. I'm sorry, man. This shit here got a little, it got crazy on a number of levels, man. There's a few moments Go where ahead. it was like, what are we doing? What are we watching? Is this Snowfall? Is this Young and the Restless? Is this Midnight Run? Is this, what are we, what the, what is going on? The moment, one of the, there's a, a couple moments where I wound up scratching my head. All right. Uh, and there's a few little things, some little, not East eggs, but little, little uh, breadcrumbs. Uh, when Teddy got worked on by Homegirl, who's mm-hmm. introduced, a lot of these new ancillary characters are being introduced. And right. they getting a lot of time. You know right. what I'm saying? They getting, you know. So, Teddy bleeding, pull up to uh, uh, looks to be abandoned house. Breaks in, he's in there. He goes in there basically to to lay down and maybe die, right? <laughs> hoping, hoping that somebody comes back soon. But he gonna bleed out on his back. So, 
we see uh uh I guess a Latina woman kind of jogging with her headphones on. She pull up to the crib. She, she see was, a um, car. She was Middle Eastern. Oh, I'm sorry, Middle Eastern. I right, bet. When she yeah. says, when she said, when she found the cocaine, she exclaimed uh-huh. something in Arabic. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, mm-hmm. So she, you know, running, taking her little jog around the block, got a, her Walkman on, you know, and she sees a, a, maybe a familiar car in the driveway, but she like, what's going on? See some droplets of blood going through a house. Mm-hmm. See her door was open. She go, I think, grab a shovel. You know what I mean? Very uh, matter of fact, says... Hey, who's bleeding in my house? You know, <laughs> like she got a shovel, like she got an assault rifle, cause she's got the the uh, the calm of somebody that got an AR on her, but she just got a shovel. You know what mm. I mean? Uh, and she bad sees, motherfucker, right? You know what I mean? She sees Teddy on the floor, collapsed, bleeding out. You know, oh Teddy, no, you know, like what I'm Theodore. Theodore Ooh even more familiar Old Theodore Look at you What are you doing here Oh whatever your name is I'm gonna have to find her name You know They have a little Weird moment of Reflection or whatever Um Yo I'm dying (laughs) That's what's going on with me Shit like a A black box play (laughs) What are you doing I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. Can you help me? Ah, uh, let me see what I could do. So then she, you know, we find out she's uh, a doctor. They have some type of history. It wasn't all good. Uh, I'm not sure if they had a like a romantic history or they just had a little partnership where he didn't come through with his side of the money. After a while, the money kind of slowed down. <laughs> And uh, so she said, yo, I think she, what she, she throw some coke on his wound or she throw some salt, salt or something? Salt. Some, throw some salt in the wound. He threw some coke on his wound. Yeah, he threw some coke on the wound, which was, <laughs> I guess, was his life. Yeah, I never thought to do that, but that was some new shit for me. I was like, oh, wow. I mean, that's you know, he it wanted to sense. numb it up. It makes sense, yeah. you know, numb it, it up sense. some, then get high a little bit to, you know, <laughs> adrenaline. Get adrenaline going. Mm-hmm. A little dopamine. Yeah. Right, 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 right to the right to the source. Bing, hit the ticker, hit the ticker with some powder. Anyway, um, so then she throws salt in the wound. I don't know if that's a little heavy handed, but whatever. She said, "Yo, I'm about to run back to the spot, go get some medical equipment." Cut to her coming back. She operating on him in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? And then she done healed this man. He ain't bleeding like he used to. You know, nice and stitched up. And next thing you know, she's starting to feel a little, you know, a little quiver down yonder. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she just loved when she could save a save a soul. Now she want to steal his soul. You know? What I I'm mean, saying? wait, wait, wait. Before you go any further, I right, go ahead. That shit weird as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, Super. first of all, we don't know this lady. You know what I'm saying? She's just yeah. some strange new character. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Teddy out here, you know what I'm saying? We know he ain't going to die, but he, you know, he in a precarious state of in-between anesthesia and shit. Mm-hmm. And now she telling this man her, her fantasies. 
you know. When and then it gets way weirder because then she takes the fantasy back to when she was a kid, which is like ah, that's weird. You know what I mean, where are we going with this? When I was young, you know, I always had this dream that a guy would eat me out after I knock his teeth out. All right, first of all, you was a vicious child. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I didn't even catch that part that she was young when that happened. Wow, that's yeah. Crazy. She said she said she was young, like you know, she always had this dream since she was young. And I'm uh-huh. like, what the fuck kind of shit is going on? And then she proceeds to you know play with another lens mm-hmm. and and get herself off in front of mm-hmm. a half little half dead. <laughs> little half dead. <laughs> Parissa is her name. <laughs> little half dead. What did little half dead do? He said I was walked in. Little half dead was something. What? Whatever. <laughs> with my um, homie, little half dead. Shackle yeah. from head to toe. Twenty five right, right. with an Izzel with nowhere to gizzo. I know these niggas from the other side recognize my face. You know. There you go. There you go. Case. She- there you go. Shout out to Lil Half Dad. Yeah, he was definitely in and out like the burger. You know what I mean? His consciousness was fading and she was right. definitely getting to it. Yeah, um, so that was weird. Yeah, and random. Random as fuck. Ra- like, it was just like, <laughs> that wasn't even a snowfall move. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, no. It's, it's like, like a, they just threw that shit in. Had nothing to do with the tone of snowfall. Like that shit was a super left. That was a sharp left. Right. That was one of a couple sharp lefts that we had. Now, one it was thing, all left after this, nigga. We done spawned oh, the block yeah. left, all left yeah. hand turns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, basically. Yeah, the GPS is rerouting like a <laughs> motherfucker. Like, yo, wait a minute. We are off course. So, um, uh, but one thing that Parissa hinted to, which I think supports my theory, um, you know, Peaches was off, right? Mm-hmm. And Peaches took a sick day, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm saying, and I think Peaches was one of the early owners of the, you know, the house in Virginia. Right. I think he got HIV. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I saw Parissa talking about somebody Right. That caught HIV. Yeah, somebody at the hospital. At the hospital. And she was like, imagine getting HIV without the fun. Right. And that kind of supports the theory, the conversation we had when I said, yo, I think Peaches might, he might have HIV. That might be how they introduced to the situation. We like, yo, we, right. we never seen Peaches with we any Peaches. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, no women. So, so that, again, to the weirdness, if, if that is so... Mm-hmm. How Parissa get to get her groove off And right. not Peaches Right It's not right. fair It's not fair No it's not Not it's at the, all the, Not the, at the all The snowfall The snow takeover Well at yeah. least the, the brown snow In this particular <laughs> case Yeah But yeah, it's definitely. I'm just saying Like Why Peaches couldn't have no fun Why he just gotta be the sick nigga Out the blue Mm-hmm. I talked to your agent You know That could've That could've definitely been A nice little Couple scenes you know what I'm saying? But uh, he, he he ramming on his agent on the phone. What the fuck? I turn on power. They fucking every three scenes. Right. I couldn't get nothing? Come on now, nigga. I've been I on got, this shit I since. I got the, the head, the hills. <laughs> right. Right. Stop. Come on. This shit don't even make no sense. Anyway. Don't even put that kind of energy on me. Nah. Shoot nah. me. So, right. <laughs> right. Let me go out like that. Let me be consistent with how I go out. So uh, I don't know if Diamond and Silk have anything to do with this situation. 
Um, cause you know, they're not as, you know, we don't, you've seen how Jerome just had a like mm-hmm. knee jerk trusting of peaches. Now peaches ain't do nothing. Don't even worry about that. But mm-hmm. we don't really know the two of them. They still, as we've heard, have been, it's been said, they is loyal to whoever's got the money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So they might still be, uh, a bit of a, uh, what do you call that joint? A, um, wild suspect, card, um, you know suspect what I mean? or whatever. Suspect. Yeah. But who knows? Because this shit is all over the place. It's, it's stupid because, one, you give all these lines to these going nowhere ass characters, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you got the, the the white boys who got killed off. You got the homie who was fresh from Inglewood got killed off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then Parissa pop in. And then the mm-hmm. characters that we do know, Silk and Diamond and, and, and Peaches, they all got the day off on the same fucking day. What is this, Martin mm-hmm. Luther King Day or something? <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody yeah. got the fucking day off in this drug organization. Right. I mean, I didn't even know you had personal days in that type of business, <laughs> right. but okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you're drawing us into a, you're dragging us into a fucking whodunit, but you ain't mm-hmm. gave us no clues, you ain't told us no stories about no things. Nope. Everything's just randomly brand new. Yeah, yeah, things are wild. Things you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah, it's on shuffle right now. The plot is on shuffle. It is just come get some. It's like a pickup game. You know what I mean? Nah, <laughs> snowfall hot. Come in here, get it, get a couple scenes, get a yeah, couple yeah, scenes. Yeah. We'll figure it out. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, man. It's like they fucking with the integrity of the show. Right, right. Like doing right. this weird shit, getting too cute with the writing. So let's get to the super weird. Climax, you know what I mean? Oh, well, hold on. I do want to say when Leon ran out into the street shooting down the um, as you call them, the drive buyers, I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna die. Because he was going all out. He was fully exposed. He was running, he was on a straight Carl Weathers. You know what I mean? I thought I thought he was gonna catch one to the chest and that was gonna be the end of it, and I was gonna be real upset because it's just like this kind of some bullshit to lose a main character offer but mm-hmm. he came up and he you know he got his he got his um his sharpshooter on you know what I mean him and Teddy in the sharpshooter snowfall hall of fame mm-hmm. but now we get back to Oso and Franklin you know on there the dynamic duo no money on them they just feel like breaking into a house uh, for nigga f- you got three million dollars in cash Right. That's the best thing you could come up with. Right. Come on. What's going on? You that desperate. You should have sent also Mexican ass out there to call <laughs> uh, a fucking cab. Right. Right. I Do mean, something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he got change. He, yeah. Yeah. He got a pass. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. What's going He's on? Two habla espanol. Like, shit, man. It don't. It don't. Or knock on the door. Or jack a car. Something. Yeah, something. Well, okay, so you come up in the spot. You come up in the spot, and then there's this taxidermy all over the place. There's a damn bear or something like that. Right. At, Ooh, at that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> we have a laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Then fucking this... Teddy Perkins from Atlanta jump out the back. <laughs> Hit you with a fucking blow dart. Hit you and your man with the silencer on the dart. Thoop, thoop. Y'all motherfuckers is going down now. Oh, so like, you getting sleepy? 
Yeah. <laughs> he going to snuff you also? Run. So, yeah. Y'all now, y'all nodded out. You know what I'm saying? Done deal. Ah, Wake up with the, with the heavy eyelid. Next thing you know, you're in the middle of Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. You got two big ass tigers that look hungry than a motherfucker. And they see they see lunch and dinner. And <laughs> this is where we hit them with a to be continued. They took that shit straight from the 80s. A to be continued. Did they I hit them with oh, a to be continued? I think it was a to be continued. I think it might have been. Maybe it didn't say it, but it had the feeling of a to be. That shit, that shit it had was the feeling like, of, a, of a good time special. <laughs> word, word. I said, yo, oh shit. They hit us with a cliffhanger. This shit is crazy. <laughs> so niggas, niggas on the internet say also oh, a, a Franklin got kidnapped by Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for real though, this was looking like. So we gonna see what's gonna happen tonight. Uh, do you got any predictions? Any speculation? What you Man, think? Do you feel I'm like so it's confused. fully jumped the shark? You I'm feel like so it confused. Come, what you speculating on? You know what I'm saying? I don't I even know nothing. what we what we talk about no more. Like I don't know. Niggas have le- has left the conversation and yeah. took this thing all the way into other spaces. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, Teddy back on the dope. You know, okay, mm-hmm. we got that part. Mm-hmm. Franklin gonna lose three million up under the house or some shit. Right. Um, yeah. Also, might double back and rob him and get the fuck up out of there because he 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 habla espanol. Um, <laughs> he could, he could tip back, you know what I'm saying? Franklin can't just tip back over there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's you know true. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Oso going to do him dirty though. Oso seemed like he kind of got some integrity. Um, okay, yeah, but you never also know. Also, might not have had three million in his hands, yeah, free and true. clear before. I don't that's know. True. And Again, he ran this, with it. Yeah. This shit's so weird. You know what I mean? Where we where we doing? I have no clue. I have no I, clue. I don't know. I mean, I guess we we still got, you know what I'm saying, crazy man in Inglewood as a uh-huh. customer. These niggas selling all this dope to no customers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They know who they selling to. They got yeah, room room full of dope. And I ain't seen one nigga come pick nothing up yet. Mm-hmm. And you got Sissy getting into some shit that she shouldn't even be fucking with. You know Sissy what I mean? They want her to... Yeah. Snitching. You know what I'm saying? For what? Sissy Out of revenge. The, you know, <laughs> she got the wire at the house. Like, oh, should I use it or should I not? Oh, man. Come on. What's going on? I mean, it's, but it's, it's just a crazy... Because Franklin done been... How many niggas done got kidnapped twice? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Franklin is, you know what I mean? I guess he's he's the most wanted. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if fucking Alton comes out of nowhere, saves the day. Him with some other brothers. You know what I'm saying? Some old Panthers. They come and save the day. They they free him from the Tigers. Son. The Panthers versus the Tigers, yeah. Son. <laughs> Things and shit turn into drop squad. I got you, son. I got the facts. 
uh-huh. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen, man. <laughs> this shit, as you said, you said this shit started to look like power. <laughs> shit is the, <laughs> this is the wildest. This is the most tonally off we've ever seen Snowfall. Uh, how y'all feeling? Let us know in the comments where you're at, whatever predictions you got. Also, the beautiful thing is if this shit jumps another shark, we also have the return of Atlanta coming on Thursday. So and the good I'm thing excited. about Atlanta mm-hmm. is they established the fact they gonna jump the shark every fucking week. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? You can turn Man this motherfucker shit. on, we might turn it into a whole public access show for the week. Right. You know? Uh-huh. Then we'll yeah. get back to shit. They done you know, um shit. My man done got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Been in the, woods, in the woods shit. or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they established the fact that they're going to do some weird shit. They had yeah. Cirque, Do- the Cirque de Soleil up in there when, when Cat Williams was the alligator man. But uh-huh. they made that shit entertaining and appealing. It's true to brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. What they Can't doing wait. on Snowfall is they are, they are, um, they are fucking with the brand. They diluting the Coke. They diluting it. They are they doing too much, getting too cute, trying to get too RC, farcy mm-hmm. with the shit, esoteric with the, you know what I'm saying? New and creative ways to to kidnap yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. We're gonna let them use blow darts. <laughs> they gonna yeah. stuff you also. Right, 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 right. right. Like, we make the nurse a nympho. Hmm. I think we should try it. Yeah. Info with a dream of getting her her uh coochie ate by a <laughs> motherfucker that she knocked his teeth out. She yeah. wants the toothless. Yeah. Uh, toothless records. Ruthless yeah. toothless. Yeah, man. Who are you. I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. We will see. We will see. Stay tuned. Toothless conolingus. Oh man, that shit. Yeah, that that's that's interesting. That's, that is it's a lot. It's no texture. Oh man. Anyway, ah, man. Let's get out of that. Uh you got anything else you want to talk about before you? I, I think it's time to transform. I'm disgusted. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens tonight. But until then, let's transform, roll out. Until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. Word. We gone. Jesus.